would like to begin by acknowledging the Wajak people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are meeting today. And we pay our respects to their elders past and present and emerging. Welcome. I'm Beth Murphy, Head of Learning Diversity at Mazenod College. This podcast explores NAIDOC's 2021's theme of Heal Country, which calls for all of us to continue to seek greater protections for our lands, our waters, our sacred sites and our cultural heritage from exploitation, desecration and destruction. NAIDOC 2021 invites the nation to embrace First Nations cultural knowledge and understanding of country as part of Australia's national heritage. And what better way to do that than through the eyes, experiences and voice of our Aboriginal Mazenod students. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to episode six of Welcome to My Country at Mazenod. Today we have Mr Watson in that in the studio to have a bit of a chat uh, to us about NAIDOC and Aboriginal education here at Mazenod. So welcome Andrew. Thank you Beth. Um, so we've got some heavy hitting questions for you this afternoon. So um, I'm hoping that you've brought your A game. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Um, we're getting lots of listens. So thank you to everybody who is listening. So um, we're up in the in the several hundreds of people listening to the podcast. So it's so mm. great that the students mm. can get their voice uh, out into um, the wider community. Mm. And congratulations too on the podcast and, oh. to, and to your guests. They've been sensational to listen to, so it's fantastic. They have. Well and we've got some more boys lined up for the next few weeks to come through and talk yeah. to us still, yeah. some of our junior boys. So that's pretty exciting. So we'll start now with our first question, which is about our NAIDOC theme for this year, which is Heal Country. Um, what does that mean uh, for you personally and also um, in a Mazenod context? Yeah. I think I'm developing a better understanding of what country means and then to understand what hill country means. I suppose I think as I read and listen that country is more than just place and listening to the boys in their podcast too, you can, you can hear it come through. So I think it's, it's, it's identity. So everything that, that sustains you you know, in your life um, and for First Nations people, you know, you look at not just the land, you look at, you know, the language, you look at the, um, the celebration, the ceremony, everything that, that celebrates and makes real your spiritual, emotional, physical, cultural being, you know. So I'm coming, I think, to a full understanding of, of what that means and it's celebrated um, in in a very diverse way, celebrated through family. And we hear that really strongly, don't we, when we, mm. when we hear the boys talk about family and getting back in community, through kin, you know, through through law. Um, I think it's through also, as I said, celebration, ceremony, all of those sorts of things. So if you, if, if you consider that in a more complex and holistic way of country, hill country is that concern to make sure that um, those things are living and they're healthy and they're well and they're celebrated and, and they're part, not just of First Nations um, identity, but they're part of that fuller community identity there too. So. Yeah, and I've worked for um, a long time with Aboriginal students through all the different schools that I've worked with. And I think until I sat down with the Mazenod boys, I don't think I really truly appreciated um, what being away from country yeah. actually meant. Yeah. Um, till till they were sort of talking to me about how different and, and what it meant mm. and what they do mm. um, to celebrate their country. Yeah. Um, so that was really um, exciting. And when you hear those boys too, 
you know, you hear um, them talk about celebrating their art or celebrating through dance, you know, you hear him talk about the, that strength and that diversity of, of country, I think, so, yeah. And what's just so fabulous is that they're so willing, um, I think, through the strong inclusion that we have here at Mazenod to share all that now. Mm. So they'll do the dancing and we'll have them play the didgeridoos at Mazenod, which I think before mm. yep. we, haven't, we haven't had. So we've had NAIDOC celebrations going on for months now, which is pretty <laughs> exciting. I'm loving it. Um, what do you think all the benefits are for all students about embedding such a strong culture of inclusion at Mazenod? Oh, look, it's just essential, isn't it? Because um, when you understand and, and you appreciate things, you know, you respect things better, don't you? And you take more time to notice it and, and to be engaged with it. And uh, I think just respect and... It just brings out the best in people once you're doing those sorts of things there too. So, you know, I think the work that as a community we've done for a few years there too, it's, it's just um, uh, empowering the sorts of spirit that's already there in the community to, to see and celebrate, you know, what a wonderful culture and what it can bring. You know, from First Nations people to ourselves. So Absolutely. Yeah. And we are very lucky this year to have three Aboriginal Mazza men graduating in the graduating class of 2021. Yeah. That's pretty special for, for us here yeah. at Mazanon. Mm. I've been looking forward to this for a number of years now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited, you know, for the boys and, you know, you and I and others have mm. been, you know, talking to them throughout the year and they talk about their journey here and what it means and you can sort of see that the value they put behind that and how they're very excited about coming to that point of graduation and what it means to not just them but for their families. That great pride, you know, mm. in, in what they've achieved you know, under difficult circumstances too, mm. just being so far for so many periods of time away from family. Mm. So, yeah. And um, I was speaking to one of their mums and she already has the tissue boxes all lined up ready to come down to... Well, she might share it with me too because <laughs> I reckon I'll get a bit... Yeah, and, uh, and it's so exciting. That's why we've, we're yeah. trying to... And they're really excited about giving back to the college, which was something that yeah. the three senior boys talked to me about. It's like we want to leave something here as a legacy yeah. um, for future Aboriginal uh, boys to come to, and particularly those boys from the Kimberleys, they've got a real sense of mm. wanting to come back to the college to support yeah. support their their mob. Absolutely, they, and yeah. I spoke to the, I always speak to the twelves about what's your legacy going to be. You can't imagine that you're going to actually determine the legacy. You just have to to work to create something, and then others determine what your legacy yeah. is. But you know, the boys have been really strong in in sort of thinking about if I, I work this way and I do these particular things, that legacy will come. So. And the three uh, graduating boys that we do have, they have strengths in different areas. So we've got this really strong leadership mm. coming um, from from Keegan, and we've got this magnificent art coming. Um, from Aaron, a just phenomenal artist, and we've got Stephen coming and, and playing his didgeridoo and, and sharing his stories with us. So we've just got all these mm. different facets of, of um, yep. their, their lives being brought down into Mazenod for us. Now, you're lucky enough to spend time in the warm when we're down here in the cold sometimes at Mazenod, and you actually go up to the Pilbara and Kimberley and you do some tours and you speak to Aboriginal students and their families about coming to board at Mazenod. How do you find that experience? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic to, to travel and, and to see the places where people come from. And that's, that's the most important thing there. And then to, to, to spend time listening um, to the families about their, their life, their journey, what it's been like for, 
for their kids what, to that point in time with their primary or lower secondary and hear their hopes and dreams for the, for the future. Um, and you can see in that conversation there too, the trust that they're, mm. they're starting to, to build with, with us, uh, you know, because like any parent, you want to sort of think in the, the destination I'm possibly sending my child to, have they got his or her best interests at heart? So it's a really, it's a humbling experience. It's a really uplifting experience. Um, and just, uh, you know, to see the vastness of the land and, and to see the pride in, in country that people bring, you know, in those conversations. So it's a highlight of the year and, um, you know, whilst we travel very far, very quickly and we don't get much time, it's really also that idea, it's not just talking to families that might be coming, it's connecting with our families who are already here or have come before because Mazenod's had a rich um, heritage with um, Aboriginal education, from the Kimberley in particular, um, stretching back a long period of time, which for probably a little while we lost that. But when you go back there, and or whether you're speaking on the phone to families, and they say, "Oh, yeah, we were back there then," and this, this, you know, you've heard in the in the boys mm. talk about their dads or uncles or so on who go through there too. The connections just start popping up, you know. And um, in particular, I think of the great work of you know the rectors before, but also Sister Wilson. Um, yes, I've heard about Sister Wilson. Yeah. I've heard some, heard some yeah. excellent stories about Sister Wilson. Yeah, so Nanny, as, as the boys yeah. and the families would call her, she did you know, a power of work um, in the communities there that sort of brought the connection between those wonderful communities and ours there too. So, you know, you hear those mm. stories, they pop up as well, which is just heartening, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I guess here uh, I've worked at a variety of schools like you have and I, this is probably the first college that I've worked at that has such a significant um, and strong Indigenous connection. So what does it mean to lead a school that's, that's like that? Well, it's crucial again, isn't it? You know, um, what, do we, what do we talk about? Respect and dignity. What do we talk about, you know, in, the, in that oblate tradition, mm. you know, following the, the example of St Eugene de Mazenod who wanted to create strong and healthy community and to make sure that that was alive in its, in its wider sort of sense there too. So to lead something that's growing, you know, is just showing our commitment to, mm. to the diversity through and to the, to the different communities that, that we have, you know, so that people know we're a welcoming place, no matter whether you're First Nations mm. or whether you're, you know, you're first generation Australian from other sorts of places. Um, like so, me. <laughs> like you. So I think, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of who we are. It's part of our prime objective to, um, to lead these sorts of communities and create those really safe places. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, lots of mums and dads and aunties and uncles have listened to our podcast because I get to see all the fabulous comments that come back from, and they're just so proud of, uh, of their boys of being able to articulate yeah. how important country is and how um, much they've benefited from Mazenod, so that dual yeah. relationship. But um, how have we structured, I guess, um, here at Mazenod to support those students that are away from country? What do we do to, yeah. to do that? You know better than me, I reckon, because <laughs> you live it every day. Uh, you know, I think to start with, and I'm thinking back you know, when I started here to the work of, um, you know, sister, uh, and, um, you know, we started from a small base, but we had to move quickly because the boys were, were teaching us and the families were also... Mm informing us about the sort of support that needs to happen. So, you know, we prodded along a little bit sometimes. We thought we had a, it going well, but we had to sort of be really reflective and add more resource and more care around that and listen mm. to the boys 
about what they need, you know? So I think from small beginnings, you know, we've got a lovely, fantastic team, and particularly, you know, if you look under your learning diversity portfolio there, you know, the, just the number of people who who mm. form the whole part of the support there, you know, in the classroom, you know, through learning, but, you know, Brad, and you've, you've done a great podcast with Brad yeah. and the work that he does and the background and the experience that he brings from his time up north there too. So there's the full-on programs that we know are, you know, very rich, but there's in the incidental stuff, mm. which is just as powerful and important um, uh, expressions of making sure that we are supporting any particular learner or any particular student in the school there too. So I think, um, you know, not only just the, the support and learning, but that the confidence then that comes for the boys when they start to sort of hit their straps with mm. the learning there too, you can sort of see that the momentum they start to get, not only in the classroom, but how that sort of filters out into everything else they're doing there too. Yes, it's been wonderful and yeah. hence one of our Year 12 students is very confident and hence I was put underwater today in the dunk tank at Mission Day by one of our Year 12 Aboriginal students who had waited very patiently for me to to come up. So his confidence is certainly growing. Did you so. know that's an expression, <laughs> expression of appreciation there, don't you? Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. So I guess um, I'll finish with our usual question that we ask everybody. Um, so this could be really interesting, listeners and boys. Um, what's something that our listeners would not know about you? See, I dread this question more than the other ones you're asking <laughs> me too, because I said to my kids last night, what would you say? And they sort of went down the pathway of, of just having a crack at me yep. more than... <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good kids. I said, well, can we get back on something else? So, um, I don't know. Um, I suppose there's a lot that some people know about me. Um, there's probably a couple of things there. Um, I'm an avid gardener. Yes. You know, and I grow things. So I love that, you know. I'm sort of a frustrated farmer with no property. <laughs> so the backyard, you know, often mm. gets made over with all sorts of things there too. But you know, so I suppose my, uh, my, my little help with a golden retriever ruins everything I try to do. So... Mm. There we go. So uh, he's And we've the, watched uh, him get quite irate at school when some bulbs got pulled out of a garden near your window. <laughs> uh, Mr Watson saw some rage that day. Um, and Very few times of rage. <laughs> but the garden was, was yeah, a tricker. Yeah. And what's your other point? Well, um, oh, the other one is I'm a, I'm a fair weather mammal. M-A-M-I-L yes. <laughs> and a coffee snob. And they go together really well on a Saturday, don't they? Fantastic. So one helps the other, doesn't it? That's right. And how far do you ride, Mr Watson? Oh, on a Saturday, um, 60, 70 k's on a Saturday, but that's just room for the cinnamon scroll at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining us for this podcast. My pleasure. And um, we hope that your journeys up into the Pilbara while you take a little break are really enjoyable and relaxing. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the time, Beth.